welcome to this presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. I want to talk a little bit today about, um, obviously knowing that today was Father's Day, sometimes I kind of think about like what to talk about on Father's Day. Um, but today, I guess, you know, it, it's a day when we, uh, we often talk about honouring people in our life, honouring our, our Father. Um, and, uh, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about honour. And uh, firstly, I, I just want to give a, a little bit of a shout out to my mum and dad. They listen online sometimes. So um, I really want to honour them particularly to, to you guys and honour them. Uh, I really appreciate the, the Christian upbringing that I had and the ways that they uh, not only taught me about what it is to, to live for Jesus, but also demonstrated that and modelled that for me. So I just want to honour them and give them a shout out. Hey, mum and dad, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, firstly, also just a little disclaimer about spelling. Um, obviously the word honour is spelt differently in America um, they forget letters sometimes in words um, and, uh, and so uh, some of the slides you'll notice that honour is spelt the American way because I've copied and pasted from my, my Bible program with those scripture slides so you'll have to like forgive me for that it's not my fault I promise so I was, I was thinking about this whole thing and thinking about Father's Day and, and honouring people and, and thinking about what does it mean to, to honour someone. And often we kind of think about it in terms of, you know, when someone does something really extraordinary or something really brave or something really praiseworthy or something that's admirable. Um, and we would say we want to honour that person for what they've done or, you know, for that wonderful achievement or that, you know, great discovery in science or that, you know, heroic effort in wartime or, you know, whatever kinds of things it is that we talk, talk about honouring and we want to, you know, maybe we'll give them a little medal and, you know, they can wear that medal and pin it on and have a big ceremony and publicly acknowledge this amazing thing that that person has done. Um, sometimes we might throw them a parade, you know, it's like when all the, the, the Olympians are coming back and, you know, they're all the ones who've won gold medals and all the team and they have a big parade through the streets and we talk about honouring those people for their, their sporting achievements. Uh, sometimes when we talk about honour, we talk about honouring somebody's memory and somebody that we've lost who was special to us. And we do certain things and we talk about the good things or maybe we have little traditions or things that we do uh, to honour that person's memory. But what does the Bible say about honour? What does it say about who is deserving of honour and, and how we should be going about showing honour for those people and I started to kind of examine this and look at scripture and 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 there's a whole bunch of stuff about this concept of honor uh, and giving honor where it's due but before we get into the Bible uh, because it's Father's Day uh, I figured I should get a free pass to talk about some of the things that I like does that sound fair because I'm a father right Okay, so one of the th it is it is kind of still on topic. Okay, so uh, we won't we won't get completely on topic. But here's one of my loves. <laughs> 
I, if, if you didn't know this before now, every now and again I, I try to work this into a sermon somewhere, but I'm a, I'm a Trekkie nerd, alright? I love Star Trek, I grew up with uh, Captain Picard and, and Data and, and Worf and all the, the next-gen crew, and, and Worf is uh, a Klingon, most of you probably are aware of that, right? Hopefully you haven't been completely deprived of Star Trek in your life. Um, and at least you kind of know. So Michael Dorn plays Lieutenant Worf, who's kind of the... The, the Klingons are a, a warrior race, and you can kind of tell that just by looking at his face, can't you? He's got that, you know, the big the cranial ridges, and he's got that intense glare, you know, he looks like he wants to rip your throat out or something. Um, but the Klingons are, in Star Trek are a race of people who are very much uh, live by an honour code. Honour is very important. And, uh, and, and we see it a repeated, a re- kind of a repeated theme with the Klingons is that, um, you know, it, it's all about victory and, and to lose a, a battle is dishonourable and so they would rather die in battle than be dishonoured by failure. Um, and, uh, and so it's this whole kind of thing of, you know, death before dishonour and, and all that sort of thing. Uh, there's another movie... Uh, some of you might remember this one, Dragon Heart with Dennis Quaid and Sean Connery. Has anybody seen this one? Late 90s, some of you have. Um, this, this was kind of the one where he, he's, he's kind of like a knight at sort of medieval times and, and they're talking about kind of this, this honour code. They talk about he, he's a knight of the old code and he tries to instil that uh, in the young king as he trains him up and teaches him battle but the young king is sort of corrupt and... Um, doesn't honour the old code, but the old code has things in it that say, uh, it's sort of like based on the, the code of chivalry of, of medieval kind of England area. I mean, it says things like, A knight is sworn to valour, his heart knows only virtue, his blade defends the helpless, his might upholds the weak, his word speaks only truth, and his wrath undoes the wicked. So there's all kinds of, uh, uh, there's my my kind of um, indulgence, if you like, you can kind of, um, that, that's my, my pass used up for this, uh, this Father's Day. But there's all these kinds of things that kind of come to mind when we talk about honour, isn't there? Um, and so, you know, uh, sometimes we equate it with words like respect or esteem. Um, but I wanted to look at, I want to just show you quickly, I looked up, uh, in some of the passages of Scripture in the New Testament where it talks about honour, uh, the word is this Greek word, and it's pronounced tomato, which kind of sounds a bit like tomato, only without the t. And so if, if that helps you to remember this word tomato, which means to prize or to fix a value on. So in, in other words, it's kind of like uh, this... this uh, idea of treating a person or or viewing a person as though they have value and worth and we see most of the time through the New Testament it's it's used um, a a number of times and most of the time it's simply translated into English as honour or variations thereof but there's one particular instance where we get a, a, a little bit more I guess of this uh, this emphasis or this this insight uh, or, or meaning of fixing a value on, and it's in Matthew 27 verse 9, and it's talking about the what happened after 
Judas killed himself um, after Jesus' death uh, and, and crucifixion. It says, This fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah that says, They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price at which he was valued by the people of Israel, and purchased the potter's field as the Lord directed. Now, you probably noticed that's not underlined or italicized in your Bible, but I've just done that because that underlined and italicized part is this word, timao. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of like giving us this sense of that's how much they honoured him, that's how much they valued him. And so when we talk about honour, there, there's kind of this sense of, you know, when we honour somebody, we attach value, we attach worth to them. Um, or, or we treat them as though they have value. Now when we look at who we ought to value who, you know, obviously there's one obvious answer, isn't there? Who, who are we told in Scripture, who are we encouraged to honour above everybody else? God. Yeah, it's okay, it's not a trick question. <laughs> God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, like all of those are all equally correct, um, all being persons of the, the Trinity. We are encouraged to honour God and, and in a sense this is the... Uh, sorry, I'm skipping ahead, go back. Um, I'm not up to that one yet. Um, we are encouraged to honour God. And this is kind of the essence of the first commandment and, and when Jesus affirms that as being, uh, you know, affirms the most important commandment, it's all about putting God first. It's all about loving God with, with everything that you've got. It's all about honouring Him uh, above all else, having no other gods, having no other idols. It's all about, you know, God is, is number one and putting Him first. And so we honour God. We honour we, we honor our fa- God as Father, as the creator, as the, the life giver, as, as the ruler over all things. We honour God in the person of Jesus. We honour Jesus who is our saviour, who came and, and gave his life for us, the one who, who died in our place and, and took away our sin and our shame. And we honour him as that one who, who stands still at the right hand of the Father and, and intercedes for us and, uh, and, uh, and speaks on our behalf. And we honour the Spirit. We honour the Holy Spirit who is at work in us. The Scripture talks about the Holy Spirit as our teacher and as our counsellor and as our guide and as the one who kind of leads us into truth and, and shows us where to go or what, where not to go. And you can, you can examine that through uh, the book of Acts, the role of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is essentially the power of God at work in us. And we honour the Holy Spirit as that person of the Godhead. But our honour of God, it has to be more than just kind of surface level expression, doesn't it? it ha- like we were talking about this morning, we, we sang in some of our songs, you know, our worship has to be more than just a song. It has to be more than just an outward expression. It has to be more than just our words. In, uh, in this next verse here, in Matthew 15, verses 8 and 9, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and the Pharisees are kind of getting stuck into him and, and giving, a, giving him a hard time as they, they often did. Uh, and Jesus kind of, he was quite capable of giving it back when, the, when you know, and he quotes this passage from Isaiah uh, as he is identifying and, and pointing out some of the hypocrisy that the Pharisees practiced in their life. He says, these people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce. 
for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. And so he says, like, you guys, you know, you stand up in the temple and you pray all the right prayers and you sing the right hymns and, you know, you can read the scripture, you know, with great fluency and you can expound on all the things and, you know, there's all this, all the right stuff is coming out of your mouth, but inside, you know, there's selfishness and inside there's pride and inside there's self-sufficiency and inside there's all these things where they are far from God. And they are far from where God wants them to be. We, there, there are a number of ways that Scripture talks about honouring God. And yes, you know, like our words and our worship is definitely a way when that is sincere and it comes from our heart. That is an absolutely wonderful way to honour God. But there's also some other ways. I just want to kind of mention a couple and you could probably um, add to the list. But one of the ways that we honour God and uh, is with our body. First Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20 says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. What does that mean? Now, in the, in the context of this passage of Scripture, one of the things that he's talking about is sexual immorality. And he's saying, don't get mixed up, you know, don't get sucked into that trap of thinking that, you know, sex is just sex and, you know, it doesn't mean anything like, you know, movies and, and the world around us wants to tell us today. It's a pretty common kind of theme, isn't it? But he says, you know, you know don't, don't do that. You know, you're sinning against your body and your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Whatever your body does ought to bring honour to God. And of course, obviously, that then has greater implications than just what we do in the bedroom um, or in privacy. But when we talk about whatever our body does ought to honour God, that means a whole lot more, doesn't it? It means that, that our actions, the, what we do, where we go, how we interact with people, even our words ought to bring honour to God. So we can honour God with our body. We honour God with our talents, with, with our abilities. You know, part of this is, is kind of tied in, but, you know... When, when we use what we have for the kingdom of God, when we do what, we are, what we're good at or, you know, all those kinds of things, and we talk about this a lot so I won't harp on it too much, but when we honour God with our talents, um, we, we are bringing honour to Him. We honour God also with our resources, with what we have. So we're honouring God with our, uh, with our words, with our actions, with our body, with our abilities and with our skills, but also with our resources. Uh, there's a great verse here in Proverbs chapter 3 that says, Glorify God with all your wealth, honouring Him with your very best, with every increase that comes to you. That's, that's pretty all-encompassing kind of verse, isn't it? There's not too much that I've got that, that isn't covered by all my wealth. <laughs> you know, there's, not, there's not too many loopholes in, in <laughs> that kind of scripture, uh, as much as we might look. But, but this is part of the way that we honour God. When we honour God, 
um, with our finance, with our resources, with what we have. You know, that might be as simple as, you know, I own a car, so from time to time, God, you know, prompts me to, to help somebody out by giving them a lift somewhere. You know, that is also honouring God with your resources, isn't it? Giving someone a lift to church or, you know, helping somebody with something and, and things like that. So it's not just about the money that you put in the bag on Sunday or what you transfer online, you know, uh, whenever you do that uh, and that sort of thing. But it's like, what do I have? Do I have a home? Can I offer hospitality to somebody? Can I help encourage somebody in their walk with God, you know, by inviting them into my home? You know, so we kind of got to think a little bit creatively when we, when we um, you know, uh, not be too narrow-minded when we start to talk about honouring God with our resources. So we honour God. Now, I could kind of preach probably more than one sermon about just, just this part, but I, I just kind of wanted to touch on this briefly because there's some other aspects of honour that I want to talk about today. So honour God, you can research that and study that more at home, all right? Um, but number two, as well as honouring God, we are also encouraged in Scripture to live honourably. We are encouraged to live honourably. First Peter 2 verse 12 says, Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbours, then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see what? Your honourable behaviour. And they will give honour to God when he judges the world. First uh, Peter 2 is a, a great passage of scripture that talks a lot about this concept. I think I've got a couple more verses from this chapter. And I encourage you to, to, to read through the whole thing um, sometime when you go home during the week. But we are told to live in a way that is honourable. We're not told to seek to be honoured by other people. Uh, we could probably all think of scriptures where, you know, we're encouraged to be humble, to, to assume a lower position. And when Jesus gives that parable of the, the guy, you know, when you come into a, uh, a dinner party, you know, don't sit at the place of honour, choose a place of lower. Otherwise, you know, you might be embarrassed when, you know, the, the host comes in and says, you know, hey, actually, you need to move out of that spot because that's reserved for somebody else. You know, <laughs> he says, you know, you know, choose the choose the humble spot. You know, um, choose a, a low position, and then let the owner come in and, and honor you if he chooses to do so. So we, we're encouraged not to seek out honor or recognition from other people, but to live in a way that is worthy of it, regardless of whether it comes or not. And that can be a tricky thing, can't it? We're encouraged to do this because it brings glory to God. We're encouraged to live in, uh, as this passage of Scripture says, our honourable behaviour brings glory to God. It helps other people to see God in you. It helps other people to give glory to God. Think of Matthew 5 and, and when he talks about, you know, let your light shine before men so that when they see your good works, they will praise you. What? No, they will what? Praise, give glory to your Father in heaven. You know, so, so we see this kind of concept through Scripture which says, live honourably because you represent Jesus to our world. Live honourably because people, when people look at you uh, and they know that you're a Christian, they kind of get some of their opinions about who God is and what God is like by observing you. 
Now, we don't need to, uh, you know, it's not that we need to find our, our you know, our, our worth or our value. When we talk, go back to this concept of, uh, of honour being, seeing value, um, you know, we don't find our value from what other people say about us or other people's opinions of us. Do we? <laughs> We're not supposed to anyway. <laughs> Where are we supposed to get our sense of, of worth and of value from? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Again, not a trick question. Um, <laughs> don't be shy, it's all right, you know. If it seems like an obvious answer, it probably is the right one. Uh, but, but that's where we're supposed to get our sense of worth from, is not what others say about us, because other people um, are sometimes stupid, aren't they? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> sometimes other people... Am I allowed to say... I'm not allowed to say that in church. Um, sometimes other people don't necessarily see our worth. They don't necessarily see our value because they're too busy looking at other things, often themselves. Um, and at times we can fall into that trap as well where we don't see the worth of another person because we're too busy focusing on our own. Um, you know, but, but that's the thing. Other people don't necessarily recognise what is of value in us or how much value we have. But the God who made us, the God who sees us in every moment, who sees us in the quiet place, who sees the secret things that we do, that sees that the things that we do without any thought of recognition or reward, rewards us and sees that value. Jesus talked about, you know, when you give, you know, don't, don't do it for show, don't do it to get a pat on the back from, from somebody else, do it in secret because, you know, if you're doing it for, you know, a pat on the back, you get your pat on the back, but that's it. That's the extent of your reward for what you did. But if you do it in secret to please God, then God rewards you. And that's much better than a pat on the back or, you know, somebody saying, oh, you're a really generous bloke. You know, and so, and so Jesus talks about this idea of, you know, his uh, value and his esteem and, and you know, and, and the honour that God gives to us when we follow Jesus is greater than any honour that we could hope to seek from, from other people. John chapter 12, this little scripture, we'll just look at it quickly, says, uh, this is Jesus and he's talking, he says, anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am. That seems logical, doesn't it? It's hard to serve the master if you're not with the master. But he goes on and he says, and the father will honour anyone who serves me. And so Jesus says, when you follow me, and when you serve me, and when you learn my commandments and my teaching, and you take that on and you live by it, uh, and, and you do the things that I ask you to do, then God in heaven will honour you. Isn't that an awesome thing? All right, so to, to live honourably. And, uh, and so we have honouring God, we have living honourably, And then we have honouring others. What does the Bible say about honouring other people? There's a few kind of key things uh, and groups of people, if you like, that the Bible tells us specifically to honour. And what's the first one? What's the one that we all know, we're familiar with? It's in the Ten Commandments. Honour your mother and father. 
That's right. And interestingly, Jesus, so that's given in the Ten Commandments in Exodus. Jesus affirms it in Matthew 15, and it's also in Ephesians 6, and Paul affirms it. And he says, this is the first uh, command that came with a promise, that all may go well with you. Uh, and so we have that, uh, uh, that command in Scripture to honour our parents. We're also uh, commanded to honour the ruler's and authorities in our nation. First Peter two verse thirteen and the first bit of fourteen says, "For the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority, whether the king as head of state or the officials he has appointed." He kind of talks about this idea of, you know, uh, showing respect and submitting, and you know, and living by the, the laws. Uh, most of us are kind of familiar with this concept. Sometimes. It's hard because sometimes the laws of our country don't seem particularly godly. And sometimes laws don't seem, you know, uh, particularly like things that we would agree with. Um, And so we want to go, well, you know, and, and how many times have you heard people say, you know, well, I'm not under the authority of government, I'm under God's authority. They say, well, if you're under God's authority, then you're also under the authority of government because that's what he tells you to do. And so (laughs) it's a little bit of a, you know, unless that authority... Now, obviously, we have that caveat of, you know, if that government authority specifically contradicts or, or contravenes or goes against the Word of God and God's authority, then obviously God is our ultimate authority. But in every other situation, you know, when the government says don't speed, when the government says you have to pay your taxes, when the government says follow the COVID regulations and the COVID rules, those things don't contradict God's word. You know, and, and so we kind of go, okay, well, let's abide by uh, the, the government and the officials that um, our Queen, I suppose, has appointed. <laughs> okay. Honour the rulers and authorities of our nation. Uh, thirdly, um, and I, I kind of debated whether to put this one in there, but um, we have honouring the elders and leaders of our church. And I don't want to make too big a point of it because I don't want to kind of seem too like self-serving here or anything, but it's in the Bible and it's scripture, so I kind of don't want to... Um, I can't even remember. I don't think I even added it in because it was a bit of a last-minute thing. But in 1 Timothy 5, verse 17, it says, Elders who do their work well should be respected and paid well, especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. So you make sure you look that up and I'm not making stuff up. You can decide whether that's applicable or not. But um, so I mean that—that's what the Word of God says, and it's not just me. You know, we have other—we uh, have wonderful Chris over here, who's an elder in our church, um, and Pastor Kerry, and other leaders, uh, and things like that. You know, show them honour. You know, um, it's—it's it's what the Word of God commands us to do. Uh, fourthly, honour other believers. Romans twelve. He's writing to the church at Rome and he says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. He's talking about this, this idea of, uh, of treating our brothers and sisters 
as people who have value, as people who have worth. Don't, don't devalue, don't dishonour, don't um, discount the, the gifts and things that other people in the body of Christ have. Uh, I was reading a, a blog that was kind of um, talking about this, this concept and saying that the amount to which we honour another believer determines what we can receive from them. You know, so the, the amount to which, you know, when, when somebody gets up here and speaks, when I get up here and, and preach, the level to which you honour me determines the level to which you're able to receive from me. Because if you don't see me as having value or as having worth as a, as a believer, as a Christian, you discount what I say. Does, it, does that make sense? And so, so when we write somebody off as being, you know, well, they're not a very good Christian or, you know, what would they know about... God, then we kind of limit that as an avenue through which God can speak. And sometimes God speaks to us through unexpected places and unexpected avenues, doesn't He? You know, and I don't want to, to limit the avenues through which God can speak to me because I don't want to miss what God might say. You know, that, okay. So honour one another above yourselves. Does He mean... Um, you know, obviously he's not saying when he says honour someone, uh, your brother and sister above yourself, he's not saying dishonour yourself, is he? You know, he's not saying devalue yourself, you know, we're, you know, but what he's saying is if you have an opportunity or if you have, a, there's a, like a situation where uh, you can recognise the value in someone else or, or recognise the value in yourself, Choose that person. You know, choose to see value in that person. Choose to, to honour that person, to build them up, to encourage them. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and here's the thing. So honouring other believers. And the last one, so I didn't put these up on the slide, so hopefully you're, you're making notes. But um, the last one is honour everybody else. All right, just in case we've missed anybody, uh, <laughs> honour everybody else. Um, this verse here in, in 1 Peter 2 verse 17 says, Recognise the value of every person. Recogn- and that's this, this word, timao again. Recognise the value of every person, honour every person and continually show love to every believer. Live your lives with great reverence and in holy awe of God and honour your rulers. We have that um, uh, affirmation again there in, in 1 Peter 2. But here's the thing, and especially, you know, some of us are, are kind of aware of this, you know, when we honour certain people and, you know, and, and there's been a lot of discussion about this in the world just lately when, you know, we've been seeing statues torn down and you know we're going well these people who've previously been honored they don't really deserve it so let's let's get rid of that and tear that and change that and fix that and rename that what do you do when people don't deserve it because people don't always deserve honor do they you know uh, when, when we talk about father's day some of us weren't all blessed to have amazing fathers who've done everything right like my kids are <laughs> but some of, some of us, you know, we can look back at our, our childhoods and go, you know, 
my dad wasn't a great dad. My mum wasn't a great mum. You know, how, how do I honour that person who hurt me? How do I honour that person who treated me badly? We don't all have great bosses. Sometimes our bosses are arrogant. Sometimes our bosses are unkind. Sometimes our bosses are, are unfair and unreasonable. Sometimes our bosses are lazy and they make us do all the terrible jobs. You know, <laughs> and, and it's not fair. You know, bosses are, you know, some bosses are really ungodly. You know, how do we honour people who don't deserve it? You know, I don't have a great complicated answer for you. All that I come up with is this. When God commands us in this passage of Scripture to recognise the value of every person, it doesn't say recognise the value of every person who deserves it. He doesn't say, honour everybody who does the right thing. He just says, honour everybody. In the same way that God doesn't say, love the people who love you back. He says, love people. And this is the, the frustrating and annoying but amazing and wonderful thing about God at the same time is that he kind of gives us these commands and he says, do this not because they deserve it, but because in doing it you reflect me. He says, in honouring someone who doesn't deserve it, you reflect the one who gave his life for those who didn't deserve it. The Saviour who came when we had rebelled against Him and when we had rejected Him and we had turned our back on Him and when we had spit on Him and cursed Him who gave His life and honoured us and took our shame. And He says, when you do that, even to a small degree, you reflect your Father. You reflect His heart. And other people will see it. We can choose to give honour, not because that person deserves it, but because it brings glory to God. And we may not always get that right, and we thank God for His grace that covers us when we fall short. But this is our goal. Our goal is to reflect our Father in heaven. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you loved us so much. That you came and you rescued us when we had rejected you and turned our back on you. Father, we pray that, that through that work of your Holy Spirit in us, as you, as you shape us and as you make us more like Jesus, that you will help us to reflect your heart for those around us. That you will help us to reflect your love for people as we choose to see the value in them, as we choose to see people as having value because they are children of God, because they are people who you love. And Lord, in those times when it's hard, I pray that you would help us, that you would give us just a moment of pause, that you would bring this idea back to our minds and we would be able to make that choice with your help not to not to repay evil for evil or, or wrong for wrong but to to repay evil with good to honor people 
who, whether they deserve it or whether they don't deserve it. Lord, help us to be people who, who live that way, who live honourably and who honour others around us. Lord, I pray right now that you would be um, helping us to be aware of situations where we, we've fallen short in that. And we have made choices that have not been honouring either to you or to others around us. Right now, Lord, for each, each one of us who are in that, uh, in that situation and, and, and where we're conscious of moments where we've, we've made that wrong choice, Father, we, we repent of that. God, we say, help us to, to change that in us. Help us to, to reflect you better. Help us to honour you and to honour others. And we pray this and, uh, and, and just pray that you would be at work in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at bethelcrc.org.au or check out Bethel Family